You're smart. Your TV is smart. That's why you cut the cord. But you need one more thing. Alaska's news source. Watch live or when it's convenient for you. Here's how. Just search Alaska's news source on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, or Android TV. Install and enjoy. It's completely free and has everything you need in one spot. Breaking news. Statewide weather. In-depth investigations. Start streaming Alaska's news source live today. And he was like, how the I told you you ain't gonna leave here alive. I'll gonna kill you, you know? She saw the video of the horrific death here who found a key piece of evidence in a murder case. The clock is ticking for the Anchorage School District to decide on budget cuts, but parents aren't happy with the options on the table right now. Governor Dunleavy doubles down on his education funding views while also arguing why he thinks teacher bonuses are a priority. And new advisories are in effect tonight for another winter storm, likely to bring more than a foot of snow to parts of South Central. I'll show you the timing and to be prepared for the impacts. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Good evening, everyone. A memory card with videos and pictures of a deadly killing is a key piece of evidence in the Brian Smith murder trial. But how police ended up with the SD card is more complex than first known. Investigative reporter Rebecca Palsha has the update tonight. Rebecca. Kassler gave police the pictures and the videos of a brutal beating that led to the death of a woman and the manipulation of her body. And the images were on an SD card labeled Homicide at Midtown Marriott. But today we heard Kassler tell the story of how she got the images. First, she told police she had found a memory card containing the gruesome images on a street in Anchorage. She later changed her story and today testified that she stole Smith's phone from his truck and that she then transferred the pictures to an SD card that she labeled homicide at Midtown Marriott. Kassler said that she initially lied about it because she didn't want to be arrested for theft or attempted prostitution. Smith faces 14 counts, including first and second degree murder, assaults and tampering with evidence in the deaths of Kathleen Joe Henry and Veronica Abuchuk. Today, Kassler was asked about editing video. Despite being untruthful about initially how you came into possession of the SD card, is everything that you saw, is what you're reporting to the jury, everything that you saw on the SD card true and accurate? Yes, ma'am. Aside from copying it onto the SD card from the phone onto the SD card, did you alter it in any No, ma'am. Okay. Um, do you have video editing software that you could do that? No. <laughs> okay. And tomorrow, Smith's attorney will cross-examine Kassler and is expected to try to raise enough questions in the jurors' minds about that video that it helps create some reasonable doubt for the jury. All right, thanks, Rebecca. That trial is expected to continue during the next few weeks. Find all of the proceedings live on alaskasnewsource.com, our news app, and our free streaming channels. It's under the live tab on our website and on the streaming platforms. Well, tonight, Governor Mike Dunleavy making a passionate education plea as many of his priorities seen in a House bill have stalled. One of those priorities, five dollars to $15,000 teacher bonuses. They would depend on where the teacher lives. The governor argues they would help both recruit and retain them in their jobs. He pushed that idea when he was asked about the plea from school districts to increase the student form uh, funding formula that's known as the Base Student Allocation, or BSA. The governor says he wants to see if significant BSA money actually makes a difference, since in his view, history has shown that it does not fix the problem. 
governor was also asked if a just-passed state Senate bill proposing pension plans for state employees and teachers would also help with recruiting and retention of employees, as supporters have argued. I, I, I haven't seen the bill. I haven't looked at it for some time. I know there's competing bills coming out, too. But I'll tell you this. It is, we got to also stop being a Make-A-Wish Foundation, meaning there's a lot of great ideas. But if you don't have the money to be able to do it, you got to allocate your limited resources to the places you think are going to have the best outcome. And that'll be a decision I have to make. So I'll view the bill when, I, when it comes up. So the governor defines budget responsibility and what he wants to see happen with charter schools. As part of the story, our Capitol reporter Steve Kirch is working on putting together this evening. A full report is ahead on the late edition and the news at 10 here on Alaska's News Source. With that Juno BSA debate and the Anchorage School District says ties into three pages worth of potential cuts. That's how much we know about a $100 million deficit the Anchorage School District is now looking at and what it could mean after last night's school board meeting. Regina Fernandez tells us a key focus of those cuts includes a beloved ASD program. Anchor school district leaders have less than two weeks now to pass a budget as it faces a nearly $100 million budget deficit. And coming out of Tuesday's meeting, it's clear that many are concerned about the student gifted program being gutted but let us not balance the budget by cutting the program for our gifted students. That Anchorage School District Elementary School gifted program, known as Ignite, now faces almost 50% of their staff being cut. District leaders say cutting 18 Ignite staff could save $2.2 million, with around 2,100 students impacted. Anchorage Education Association President Corey Ace worries if this cut goes through, students would be hurt. Does it really allow students to uh, be inspired, motivated to, in, uh, to increase participation? We're always looking for ways to increase uh, student participation uh, and energy around learning. The Ignite program does that. No final decision will be made until later this month. The Anchorage School Board is set to vote on a final budget on February 20th. In Anchorage, Georgia Fernandez, Alaska's News Source. And as far as district and school board leaders, we have reached out and we're waiting to hear back from them. Well, the heavy snow load is causing more problems for yet another commercial building here at Anchorage. The Anchorage Fire Department says the partial structural collapse happened in the 2100 block of North Post Road in the Government Hill neighborhood this morning. It was reported to the fire department just before 6 a.m. AFD says no one was in the building at the time. Lonely flurries spotted across the region today, but more snow is in the forecast. Here's a live look at current conditions in Midtown Anchorage. A bit chilly out there, but mild temperatures, uh, relatively speaking. Let's get the latest now from Melissa Fry in the Weather Center. Yeah, Mike, it's all relative, right? Uh, seeing such an increase compared to where we were last week. Temperatures now, again, still sitting in those low to mid-20s. We had some nice sun breaks, especially as you head up into the valley. But uh, to the south here across South Central, we're seeing clouds and some showers sitting just offshore outside of Homer and Seward. Temperatures there much warmer, sitting in the low 30s. Now, this is all part of a storm system, again, that is still bringing more significant impacts to those of you 
along the Bering Sea coast. We're seeing that uh, near the Yukon Delta all the way up into Seward Peninsula, where we have winter storm warnings and advisories in effect as we continue to see those strong winds and snow pushing in tonight into tomorrow morning winter storm warnings and advisories in effect because of it. We also have these newly issued winter weather advisories in effect for Turnigan Pass, not for this current storm system, but for the next one that's going to get here tomorrow afternoon. That will bring in heavy snow to the eastern side of the Kenai Peninsula from 6 p.m. Thursday through at least 9 p.m. on Friday. Uh, you do want to be prepared for heavy snow. We're talking more than a foot of snow just in that time period, along with wind gusts of 40 miles per hour. And then we're going to continue to see snow likely in this area again Saturday and Sunday. So again, starting Thursday night, be prepared for difficult winter travel conditions through Turnigan Pass. Here in Anchorage, the mountains are going to block most of that from moving this far to the north. So for us, we will see again chances for some light snow once we get into the weekend. But as for your Thursday, partly sunny and those high temperatures right back into the mid to upper 20s. Michael, have a look at that full detailed forecast here in just a bit. All right, we'll see you then, Melissa. Thanks. The Anchorage Police Department talked about crime rates with the Anchorage Assembly's Public Safety Committee today. One topic of discussion were the homicide rates for 2023 and 22. The homicides were down 18% last year, and I think uh, that's a pretty Im impressive number. Uh, I can't, I'm not going to take any credit for it. It's just uh, one of those, uh, it's nice to see those numbers trending down. Uh, last year was a little anomaly. The chief of police also discussed topics like the drug units, saying that there were 43 arrests this year and 60 last year. The homicide investigation is now underway in Russian mission in southwest Alaska. According to Alaska State Troopers, 45-year-old Richard Pitka is accused of shooting 46-year-old Patrick Changsak. Monday. Both men were from Russian Mission. Court documents say the shooting was at Changsak's house. Officers couldn't get to Russian Mission right away because of the weather situation, so AST says community members detained Pitka until they arrived the next day. Court documents say that Pitka says he went to the victim's home to drop off uh, the rifle, but it went off, shooting the man in the shin. Pitka was arrested for second-degree murder charge. Alaska State Troopers say a moose trampled a teenager in the Palmer area while she was preparing to go to school. Troopers say it happened in the area of Plumley Road before 7 o'clock this morning. The girl's parent decided to take her to the hospital and declined the ambulance ride. Troopers say the girl was later released with minor injuries. Alaska Wildlife Troopers found the moose, which they say was aggressive toward the officers. Troopers say the moose was shot and a charity picked up the moose meat. Still ahead tonight, we go inside the gates and get a first-hand and up-close look at critical training that keeps the Alaska National Guard ready for when the mission calls. You're watching Alaska's News Source. Whether serving on land, by sea, or in the air, continual training is critical for military personnel. Carly Schreck recently got the opportunity to take to the skies with members of the Alaska Army National Guard. For an up-close look of that training, here's this week's Inside the Gates. You've never seen our state quite like this. Seven years of flying in, in the Alaska area, it, it never gets old. The views from this UH-60 Blackhawk, unmatched. On a day like this, the, the training that we're conducting like we are today, uh, yeah, it, it, it's hard to beat. But the same terrain that makes this landscape so stunning 
leaves navigating the skies over Alaska a bit trickier. Aviation is a very perishable skill. Uh, we have to continue to work to maintain currency proficiency in everything that we do. It's why repetition is imperative. Today's mission was just to uh, refine those skills and make sure that we still have them. If there was anything else that we needed to work on, um, whether it just be a different uh, profile that we put the aircraft in, everything that we did today was to perform the maneuvers better for, for future events. Pilot in command, Chief Warrant Officer 3 Isaac Temple uses this time to train with his co-pilot, Chief Warrant Officer 2 Ben Hollenbeek. From cruising over mountainous terrain to practicing low-level navigation. They summit every snowy peak and weave through every glacier valley they see. Much appreciated. We love seeing it. Before hitting the open fields of Willow to work on confined area landings. But missions such as this don't only demand highly skilled pilots. Pilots can only see what's directly in front of them. We're seeing the side, we're seeing the back. Um, if we do deploy, we're the ones gunning, we're the ones shooting. Um, so it's, it's very important for everybody in the crew. For crew chief specialists Andre McGee and Hunter Kinder, it's critical support that maximizes chances of success in any operation, anywhere. It's important to do those repetitive things because whenever you get into a situation where you are somewhere new or you do have a real problem, then you're able to react and it's, it's second nature. This kind of repetition, I imagine, doesn't get old. Chasing shadows through service along some of the best land this country has to offer. Inside the gates of J Bear, Carly Shrek, Alaska's news source. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Click subscribe so you can get the latest podcast from Alaska's news source automatically. And stay up to date with breaking news and in depth reporting available for free 24 7 with the Alaska News Source app.